0: Dear God, thank you for this day and thank you for the blessing of this friendship. Thank you for giving us a place to just speak the words that you've put in our heart. And I pray that Laurel's testimony can just reach those that are listening. Thank you for giving us strength and peace, even in the midst of our chaos and the attacks from the enemy. Thank you for protecting us and just giving us a peace of mind, Lord. I pray that Laurel can just speak the words that you put on her heart, open, humbly, and honestly and truthfully to those that are listening. And I know that you'll just use her story to reach so many and a reflection of your faithfulness in her life. And just, we're so thankful for you and this friendship and just all the things that you've blessed us with and all the ways you've protected us that we don't even know about. Lord, we love you. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: Hey guys, I'm Bella. I'm Laurel. And this is God Weeks Podcast Week 12. Here. Yay! <laughs> Thank you for being so patient with us through this journey. And just, we're so excited that Laurel's going to get to share what the Lord has put on her heart and just... Her whole life testimony and the ways that God's worked. And we hope that this just speaks into you in any season that you're at. Thank you for listening. We love you.
1: Okay. Part five. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so I've kind of gone over like a bunch of ways I could go about this. So I'm going to kind of start the same way that I started. But only because I feel like people should know like the, um, I guess, the back, my mm-hmm. background, or I guess, I mean, because you know, some people don't grow up in yeah, families yeah. that you know worship anything or you know, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So, yeah, I did, um, you know, grow up in a family where we all, you know, would we believed in God? I definitely believed in God, and we would pray before dinner, before bed. We would do like the traditional stuff like Christmas Eve and um, Easter and stuff like that. Um, so it was kind of like that. I mean, we never really followed. I didn't know what it was like to follow Jesus. I didn't even experience life like that. But I definitely believed that like God was real. Mm-hmm. You know, I went to a Christian school and everything. Um, my Mimi and Granddad and Nana, um, on the other hand, they've, they've always followed Jesus. And um, I always remember my Mimi, she was and i thought she was a nut mm-hmm. i mean truly though i remember like about jesus like i remember one time she um or my mimi and my granddad they took me and my brother fisher to the beach and by the way we met honey boo boo <laughs> <laughs> we did on this trip but fisher she was telling us about jesus and now i understand why because she mm-hmm. was so like you know praying for her family but um she was talking about Jesus I don't even remember what it was and my brother said "Mimi why are you why are you talking about why do you do that so much?" and she was just like about to cry. She was Aww. like "because I love him and maybe like one day you'll understand, you know?" Um yeah, it was just like that. Like she was so involved in like her church and like so was Nana, so was mm-hmm. Grandad, but I specifically always remember um Mimi being on top of it. And um Angie was too. I mean, when I was 8, I um thought I wanted to get saved and so like I mean I didn't know what that meant I just remember at school because I went to a Christian school they were like be get saved and all this stuff and we'd have to like memorize stories and scriptures and stuff like that and um so my aunt Angie she took me out to my back porch or backyard Mm -hmm. or whatever and I got saved quote-unquote then Mm -hmm. um you know whatever so that's about how my childhood was and then so it was kind of like that until I mean I guess when middle school hit um, I my friend Hallie Guthrie she invited me to Westridge we went every Wednesday but I, I wasn't going for like the right reasons I would it was like kind of like a social event and like it was on a weekday too so it was like oh you know I get to go hang out with my friends on a weeknight and mm-hmm. I can be with my friends and be social and Something to look forward to. And um, so I kind of did that for a year. I was in a, in her small group with Quinn and, like, all these girls that were my friends. I love them. Um, but then that the year, the year came to, like, I guess May. And they were all signing up to go to Rush. And so it was at the beach. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. And so I go. And this is where <laughs> I have been. I didn't know how to go about it because i'm not gonna go into like all the stuff like other stuff that went down like with other boys i mean i'll mention them and stuff but like this was probably the deepest one so i'm gonna go about it like Mm this (laughs) um so i met a boy and you know many of you listening might know who he is and this is not to bash him this is not to do anything like that he's his own life that's happened and whatever So I'm just going to start out by saying this is not to bash anybody. Um, But, yeah, we started talking um, from that trip, from a church trip. (laughs) And um, he and I were in an on-off relationship up until college. And within that first year of us, on and off, I was like 14, so keep that in mind. Um, It was very painful and dark and I guess really depressing and like controlling and possessive Mm -hmm. and in a way that I I didn't even know those words meant at that time and um uh I guess when I turned 15 you know I didn't have I didn't have a clue like what I mean because this relationship was so consuming and um you know I'm not one to blame my actions solely based on somebody else's but at the time it's what that's what it was it's like a reaction yeah and I was just reacting and um I thought I was in love so of course I was not gonna leave and like I was saying sorry I got off track but um when I turned 15 um I didn't know the effects that sex has on you but I did lose my virginity on my 15th birthday unfortunately um and so yeah it was like a soul tie mm-hmm. and I didn't know what that even was at that age either um but that went on and it was like during that time you know in middle school and stuff like you have like your friends you go to like football games with or like you know and it's like a big group of like boys and girls but mm-hmm. and I and I ended up going to high school with all of them
0: yeah like freshman and, year at this point you're like 15
1: yeah and I'm like you know still friends with these people in this friend group at school but he went to a different school so mm-hmm. it was like Like I said, he was very controlling and, you know, I wasn't the best either. And I'll get into that later. But he didn't like me being friends with certain people. I wasn't allowed to follow certain people on Instagram. Um, You know, if if somebody snapchatted me or texted me and he didn't like it, even if it was a girl, sometimes a certain girl, it was like he wanted me for himself. And um, so that went on for and we were on and off like i said so like 7 years almost 8 yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and um yeah so during this time too i guess like it got to i guess so- sophomore year of high school i think uh we were yeah we definitely were broken up around this time it was spring break and it was the first time i had ever drank alcohol and um it was like Now looking back on it, it's like, sometimes I like forget that it even happened, but it was green apple brunettes and I have never drank before. So I didn't know my limits at all. I didn't know like the difference between like a white claw and a whole white claw and a whole thing of liquor, Yeah. you know? And so all these girls were drinking and, you know, I'm trying to fit in. I'm so like unsure Mm -hmm. of myself that I'm like, oh, I'm going to get, you know, I'm I'm just going to do it. Cause I said no the whole week. And this was like towards the end and I was like, screw it. So I just did it. And I drank way too much, and I remember it was so blurry. I walked down the stairs. I was all over the place, just like, like cow. Like, what am I doing? You know. But I was just like, at the same time, it was like the first time I had ever felt like confidence enough to be like to say anything that I mm-hmm. wanted to say. But then the scary part of it, um, which is funny because you know everything that we do in the way of the world has a consequence. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember laying on the pullout bed that I was was sleeping on and I remember waking up at 4 a.m. soaking wet in the back of one of the mom's cars that took us at like 4 a.m. And I woke up and I was like, what the heck? And like still to this day, I have no idea if maybe those girls pulled a prank on me or if I did this by myself or if one of the boys that was staying by, like, I don't know you know was pulling a prank Just on me or scary. something happened to me I have no idea and um but yeah that was kind of the start of like my drinking but yeah that didn't really stop me from much at all um so I guess you know it's all kind of a blur but like that was the beginning of like my party phase and drinking and stuff mm-hmm. and I was really back and forth with my friend group at school and then him and like I really wanted to hang out with them but he was holding me back and like I couldn't be friends with his friends because he wouldn't let me and like really controlling really Mm -hmm. like demeaning and like I it was like um he was like blinding me like it was like Yeah. yeah oh yeah and um, anyway so it was like that and then so uh, of course, I got back together with him on and off, and then like when I wasn't with him, I was with somebody else, you know? Like, it, mm-hmm. it's like I couldn't be by myself, and eventually I got into another relationship with another guy at school that, you know, it wasn't the best relationship because I didn't know how to have a relationship and whatnot. Um, but yeah, that ended, and I, around junior year, I mean, because we were also doing things we weren't supposed to be doing and things that affect you for the rest of your life, So I had a soul tie with him as well. And then on top of it, we were just drinking, partying, and, like, I wasn't going to have sex with him either. And I didn't want to, but he wanted to. And he was a year younger than I was, so he was, like, really wanting to. And, like, me being insecure and unsure of myself, I was just like, why do I not want to? Like, why wouldn't I want to? And so I did it. And so, like, I thought I was like really weird for not wanting to. And he was like do the guy it. that like your friend group loved. Yeah. And like, everyone loved all. him. And like, he was like um, really cute and he was really nice to everybody. And but like, and on the football team, but like, when it's different when you're in a relationship with somebody and like a lot happens and you're doing things at a young age that you're not supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, drinking and all that stuff. And so, anyway, that relationship eventually ended, um, rightfully so. And, um, I ended up going back to the long-term boyfriend. Uh, that around that time, me and you started being friends again, and then we became friends with my boyfriend's twin brother's girlfriend. So it was like a whole friend group at that point. And then we moved to Athens for uh, college. Crap. Oh, yeah, yeah so, yeah. Went nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, like, at the time, like, we were, I mean, I had someone to fall back on, and that was kind of, what is it? Vice. I always want to say void. <laughs> but. I mean, yeah, but it was my vice to have, like, somebody to fall back on, like, a, an, a boy form. Um, anyway, so, at the time, um, Reagan was dating his twin, and it was kind of, like, you know, a spitting image of me and my boyfriend. We were
0: all neighbors.
1: Yeah, he was there. Yeah, they were all there. Like, it was like our whole friend group moved to Athens. And um, so it wasn't like we lived in the same neighborhood. Like, it wasn't a good thing. And um, yeah, we were doing things we weren't supposed to be doing. We were doing drugs, drinking so much. We were doing a bunch of stuff that, you know, I would not recommend. (laughs) I didn't know like the long term effects of all of this Mm -hmm. stuff. I mean, like the Bible says, like, Satan comes to us in the form of light, and he is roaming the earth at this very second. Um, and so he comes to us in these ways of like making it look glamorous and like romanticizing stuff like that, like fun, right? And um, so that's what that's where we were, and we didn't even know the difference between mm-hmm. Satan and God at that time at all. I mean, I believed in God, but I didn't even think about, it. and like it didn't cross my mind that that could have been a way out of all of this stuff. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so. Doing all this stuff, going downtown, I mean, all of us girls had, like, kind of a boy, like, on and off you would. I I definitely did, and Reagan did, and, um, you know, we would be so mean to girls. Like, girls that we thought were, like... Competition. Right, competition. Girls that, like, we just, like, you know, had drama with for no reason. like. But, like... If one friend like, hated someone, then we all, like, had yeah. to worry about it. Yeah, and it was, like, you know, certain someone in the group like it was like I would be doing her dirty work for her in a way and like I didn't even realize that because I was so insecure and wanted to be accepted by this person that like I would just do it I would hit the girl that she hated I would hit the girls that I hated I would be mean to them and but only like to an extent I would mostly do it behind their back because of how insecure I was I didn't realize at the time or in high school that like the way I was acting was an only a reflection of my own insecurities mm-hmm. and um and everybody else's too like I'll go back to high school really quick um senior year this was when I was start stop being friends with that friend group at school and stuff and I started to get friends with you and like again we, me and her have always been fr- friends but you know we kind of like in and out of yeah the Nest, right um so I was in I'll say her name Madison D she's great she and I were in a class together senior year of um, high school and she and I always used to say like like we're buoy hey buoy friend or whatever and that means like we felt like everybody was like on the beach and we're like out in the water and like we're a buoy just like kind of like bouncing in the water yeah we were buoy friends and like it's sad because she felt like that and like so did I and I guess that was kind of even though I th- I was nowhere near close um, to, you know, receiving God or, like, realizing all this stuff, but it was just kind of like a moment for me. I was like, I'm not the only one that feels like this, you mm-hmm. know? I'm not the only one that feels like an outcast. And then so, but anyway, I mean, that didn't really come to me again until this past week. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just like, dang, that's true. And, like, I need to share that because that's, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not the only Other one. Other
0: people relate. In that
1: yeah. Way. And like, it made me feel kind of comforted that she, not that it's a good thing that we felt like that, but I was like, we truly are all the same, Mm -hmm. you know, like we're all just trying to impress each other for, to make ourselves feel better, to make us look a certain way. I don't know. But yeah, um, fast forwarding back to college, um, we were doing things we're supposed to, all kinds of stuff. And this was something that I wasn't going to share, but I'm going to share because it's like that. And like I know, okay, hold on. I'm gonna bring myself together <laughs> because, um, sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> You're being real. About I know it. you can put this in here. I don't care. Um, I wasn't gonna say this because it—it's really like it was like a moment for me that, and I kept going with it, but um, it was a really deep thing for me, and um, so my boyfriend. At the time, we had all gone downtown. I guess it was like a Friday or Saturday night, and my old friend in the Navy, he was home, and of course, with his time home, he wants to see everybody that he can. Mm-hmm. So he's calling me, and I'm at I'm at my boyfriend's house, and um, he's calling me like, hey, like let's hang out, like being so nice, like you know. And the most, he had a girlfriend at the time. Like, and he's it, like one of our like good
0: close friends. Yeah, like, like it still wasn't to some this random day. Boy, just being like, right, weird. but like, my boyfriend didn't like him because yeah.
1: yeah. Of, of this like because he was just my friend yeah <laughs> and um so he grabbed my phone from me <clears throat> and I grabbed it back and I ran out the door because I was trying to leave And the way the house is set up it's like you only leave through this one little stairway because it's like a level up or whatever and um so he grabs my phone back from me and blocks the doorway and he's like you're not leaving like whatever and I was like I'm leaving like give me my phone like it was it was really like aggressive and you know we weren't being nice to each other but I wanted to leave and he grabbed my like I said he grabbed my phone so I went in to grab it and he literally pushes me enough to where I fall on the ground and don't ever listen to this if they say this to you because I believed it enough to where I went back into his room but he said to me, he was like, I didn't push you. I didn't push you hard enough. I didn't do that. I would, I would never do that, you know. But I'm on the ground though, and I'm not being dramatic. I'm, I'm not even. Tr- this sobered me up at this point. Yeah. You know, and so there was a lot of instances like that, and then, um, so I go back into his room and he locks the door and he has my phone in his hand, and he throws my phone, and he has done this after the fact to Mm -hmm. other people as well um, that I know of some of my friends and um, he needs to have it taken away from him and I think he does which is a good thing. I hope. Yeah and he um, goes into his closet and he pulls out his AK-47 and the door's locked (laughs) and I before I say this I'm gonna say that he had a problem lying to me about the xanax he liked to do and to drink on it he would lie to me and i know for a fact this night he was definitely he took way too much xanax and he was drinking on it and so i don't even know if he recalls this Mm -hmm. but it happened and i'll get there but yeah just to say he was not in his right mind Mm -hmm. but doesn't give him an excuse he did stuff like this outside in his right mind Mm -hmm. you know um but he pulls his gun out and he turns it off safety and he's like pointing it around the room and he's like trying to scare me with it and um then he I'm arguing with him and I'm being kind of calm I'm like I want to leave I want to go home I want to leave and telling me if you leave I'm gonna kill myself if you leave I'm gonna kill myself and so I'm I eventually it's like four or five in the morning at this point and so I just lay in his bed, and I'm, I'm not even asleep. He's I'm trying to go to bed because he, he's laying in front of the door with this gun pointed at his head. He's laying on the floor, beating his head against, really hard against the floor, saying, I'm going to kill myself if, um, <laughs> yeah. if you leave. If you try to leave, I will do it right here. I will kill myself. And his gun, he's on drugs, is not on safety, with bullets in it, sitting there, banging his head up against the thing. Yeah. And so, so I don't, it's okay. I didn't, I didn't, sorry. I don't even remember how I got out of that situation. But, you know, there was other instances where he got violent. He would deny that. He would, just like he did when we were together, he would tell me, you know, I would never do that. I would never, whatever. But he did. Yeah, I, I mean, there was holes in the wall next to me where he would punch walls next to me. And, um, you know, he was very an angry person, a very, like, damaged person. And, like, he had a life where, you know, his family growing up, you know, I, that's his business to tell him. And it was a big reflection of his dad um, and how he was towards his mom. And, um, but anyway, it went on, and um, I kept being with him. But then, sophomore year, college rolls around, and we were still going out, but I think we were coming to, we were, me and you were kind of coming to, like, an agreement that this really ain't it. Like, our friend group and everything, we just Mm. knew it wasn't. It wasn't it, but we were still doing it. Yeah. And I, uh. But we both knew, like, how we felt. Yeah. And it was, after New Year's, it was a few parties that we had gone to for our friends' birthdays, and stuff and we had a big falling out with one of our good friends um and my boyfriend was involved with that and so we all kind of broke off and we all kind of me and you started to be like oh this you know this might not be it you and know, this life is not fulfilling. I don't enjoy going out like that. I don't enjoy getting drunk and not remembering. I don't enjoy being talked to this
0: way. Yeah,
1: I don't enjoy even by our friends. I didn't yeah. enjoy being talked to this way even by my boyfriend. Didn't enjoy that. I and it's not what I deserved. Even though I, I remember I would I used to think like, oh I'm. This is what it is because I was told since I was 14 no one's ever going to love you like I love you. No other no other man is going to put up with with this, with you not doing that. No other whatever is going to, you know, you're no one's going to love you like I love you. And so I believed it. And so I was just like I'm comfortable, you know. We can it, it's always kind of worked out and like we just keep going. So like I'm just going to keep going. And that's what I always believed until this moment of this and I had like a breaking point. And Little did I know at this time, removing these people out of my life, it wasn't just coincidence at all. It mm-hmm. was like God, he God was pretty much like, all right, I've you've had your taste of this, and I'm gonna show you like the alternative, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, he was taking these friends, he was taking these desires to kind of drink and go out a little mm-hmm. bit. I mean, I still I was still smoking weed, I was still doing stuff I wasn't supposed to be doing, but like it was like. I wasn't anywhere... Your life anywhere. Doesn't change all at once. Like right. Like, it just
0: began having convictions. Yeah.
1: It was like it didn't. It's not and it nothing's going to happen, like, in yeah. the snap of a finger. Okay. So, yeah, we were, you know, kind of realizing this stuff. And I was telling my Mimi all about um, the stuff that was happening. And me and this girl not being friends anymore because of what she did. And, you know, I was having all this, like, you know, kind of like... I was like, screw her a little bit. You know, I didn't know at the time, but I realized mm-hmm. it. this wasn't it. And um, she and I went on a walk, me and my grandma, and she told me all about Jesus and stuff. And then she gave me her book um, called A Purpose Driven Life. And it was like, and this mm-hmm. is another thing that I was kind of praying about. Because because after you had talked about the uh, woman at the well, which I've, you know, mm-hmm. I know the story. You know the story. It was about your mission trip or whatever that you're going on. I'll get there. But it was like this book was explaining to me, like this money, this materialistic stuff, this, you feeling like you don't have a purpose, you feeling like you're just settling, you feeling like all of this, that's not from me. And like this book just explained what it's like to follow Jesus. And it was like, it was like I was opening a book and it was just like God opening me and just like literally reading me word Mm. for word. Not just like, oh. It's the best
0: book if anyone is in any season. Yeah,
1: yeah like
0: 40 days that'll change your whole life yeah
1: and it changed my life yeah and I was doing devotionals on top of this so it was literally like the woman at the well like Jesus came to me and he was like all right Mm -hmm. we're gonna open up everything and I'm gonna read it to you because I'm gonna show you that I do know Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna show you that like no matter what like I was there like even like how you mentioned last time that I also forgot to mention right now like like I said we were on and off me and that boyfriend. And so freshman year he had broken up with me and I, like I said, I didn't even think about God at this, Mm -hmm. at this time, um, back freshman year of college. And he broke up with me and he was with some other girl and I was devastated and I was so heartbroken. I was in my room. I wouldn't come out. And I was just saying to myself, I can do all things through Christ, through Christ, (laughs) through Christ who strengthens me like over and over and over. And I wrote it like I was in class and I was writing it on my notebook over and over and over and over. And, um, It was just like, I didn't follow Jesus after that or anything, but like it was was like in your darkest, even if you're not following him, he was still like there because he saw what was to come. Yeah, You know, he was like, I'm not going to leave you, whatever. And I'm here, you know, and now looking back, it was like crazy. But like, it was literally like in this moment, as I was getting into devotionals, reading this stuff, it was like he was like literally reading me word for word Mm -hmm. and being like, we can fix this, you know? Fully known. Yeah. And so yeah after that I ju- me and you we kept pursuing it kept pursuing it we weren't in church yet or anything and it but was like
0: COVID hit so it was like the yeah. perfect time of like
1: he took all this
0: but then we had nothing else to do but focus on him like we weren't yeah. competing with the world or like the destructions of the like world we couldn't go out anymore not that, that we wanted now, to but yeah. like like we weren't like our friends weren't doing anything like that was like you know making us like
1: question what we were doing because no one was doing anything (laughs) yeah literally and so um yeah and like you had said in your podcast like I said we were still kind of like in the world but like figuring it out and like Mm -hmm. but still pursuing Jesus like no like you know what I mean and so but we had done something that wasn't okay it was you know the closest it was it gave satan full reign mm-hmm. it put me in a vulnerable state where satan had full reign over my emotions my thoughts my actions everything and and this was like
0: maybe two months into us like yeah. thinking we or like even just believing in god in a real way again yeah but it's like that just shows like it's not all
1: butterflies and rainbows no and i uh because I had done this thing before and it was amazing and I wanted to do it again cuz I wanted to feel that happiness I again it was like a gift from god literally <laughs> and not. and I um did it again and it wasn't like that again and it was just the closest like thing to like satan and hell I've ever been in my life like mm-hmm. it was the scariest thing I've ever experienced I was not I couldn't control myself yeah. or my thoughts um all my emotions were super heightened and it was just really scary. And um, uh, yeah, after that, it was just kind of like a, a thing of like God being like, why are you looking for that happiness again when I provide that for you without and anything? And it was so
0: Satan because it almost made you like fall back on your comfort again. Right. Like that was the one thing that could get you out of it.
1: Mm-hmm. And Dang, that's where I'm actually heading to thought. right now because it was like,
0: like, one I was, four steps forward, one back. Or yeah. Whatever.
1: And I was having these dreams and, like, you know, I was having these thoughts, like, afterwards. Like, it was just, like, haunting me, kind of. Like, it affected us both mm-hmm. for a while. And sometimes, honestly, still does. You know, like, sometimes I'll just have, like, a, a moment where Satan's really attacking me. And then I'll have to, like, wake myself up from mm-hmm. it. But in that time, I wasn't super... I mean, I was getting to know God, but it was, like, I didn't know how to... It was like the
0: final test with the run in the world. Yeah. Like to like really show us like. That ain't it. No.
1: And then after that happened, I um, was having all these thoughts and I got really lonely and I was getting really like, like I I would get scared sometimes because of the dreams I was having and the thoughts. I would just like believe that I had gone way too far back to be able to keep pursuing God like that. Like too far gone, I guess. Like when Mary left again. I
0: was I'm sorry.
1: I was literally going to say <laughs> that story. That's so funny.
0: Oh, I didn't mean to like it. <laughs> I don't care.
1: I don't care. but yeah, I was going to in a minute I'll get to that, mm-hmm. but and relate it. But yeah, so I was in a very like lonely state after this and I don't know what was wrong with I mean, I do know what was wrong with me, but it was me, just like, it was open Just like to the double again. Yeah, and so Satan was like, "Oh, you're lonely, you know?" And so like go back. And so I went back to my boyfriend, the toxic one. And it's like, God has revealed all these things to me by now. How dare I go back? But at the same time, when I went back, I um, was, it was the same as, as it always has been. You know, it was toxic. I was starting to drink a little bit again with him and like his friends and stuff. And, you know, for months, I, I, I was back with him for two months and I, um, like a month in, I had the text on my phone that I was going to send him because I knew that I couldn't do it in person. Because if you know know him, if you know him, then you understand you can't, Mm -hmm. you can't win and you can't, you know, it's better if you just say it, send it, block his number. And so I've had this text on my phone because I knew this wasn't it. God was literally like, I'm showing you, you went back. Because you were lonely, but I'm showing you right now that this is not what love is at all. Like Mm -hmm. I'm telling you. And like Bella was saying, um, the Mary Magdalene thing, if you've ever seen the Chosen, like we've all read it in the Bible, but like it in front of me, like that, like played out. Mm -hmm. Um, It was like, um, as we all know, Mary Magdalene, I mean, I don't know if we all know, but if you don't know, she um, had eight demons inside of her, something like that, seven, eight demons inside of her. And she was a prostitute, she was an alcoholic. Um, She was all these things, and she was just so in deep. Like, she was just at her lowest, and Jesus redeemed her from that, Um, called her by her name, and just like he did for us, Mm -hmm. and he redeemed her. And so she started following him, and then another possessed man had come up to Jesus to get the demons out of him. I know it's all the same demons that she used to have
0: Mm -hmm. were in this man.
1: Yeah, and so it triggered her, and so she went back to the bar that she used to go to. Mm -hmm. Like, she went back. And then the disciples, it was Simon and Matthew, went to go get her and um, brought her back to Jesus. Mary, his mom, um, mm. brought her to him. and. He was just like talking to her, like very gentle, sweet. Did you ever not? ever Did you think you were never gonna sin again? Did you think like, I'm not mad at you. We just want your heart. That's it. And you've already given She's that like, to I us. She's like, I can't
0: be everything. I watched it last night. That episode. Yeah,
1: and she said, she was just like, I'm just so ashamed. I didn't even have. Yeah. This is what relates. She said, I didn't. Um, I didn't even come back on my own. Like they had to come and get me. But like, in the same way, it's like, because I went back, it was like God came and got me, and He was like. I still, you're not too far gone just because you did that. I've seen you do worse. I've seen you do this for years. You think you're just going to instantly be whatever. After, um, I guess, I came to this realization that I wasn't supposed to be with him anymore. And, um, you know, I I remember I was laying in his bed one day after this message had been typed up. And I think he was in the shower or something, but I was in his bed by myself. And... I typed, and I have never had these feelings in my entire life. I've never thought this. I mean, I've had low points, but I've never thought, oh, I'd want to kill myself. And it wasn't like that. It was like, and I would never kill myself. It was just like, I don't even want to be here. And then right in that moment when I said that, it was like, I got up and I went back to Athens for college night that night. And um, so I was going back to Athens, and I uh, had this realization. I was like the devil comes to kill, still and destroy. And then I was like, kill? Oh, I I don't wanna be here, meaning suicidal thoughts, meaning I wanna kill myself, meaning that's the devil. Mm -hmm. And I remember I had that realization, and I was like, okay, I have to do this. And it was like, I didn't have enough courage to press send because I knew how he was gonna react, even though I was just gonna block his number, I don't know what was holding me back. Mm -hmm. And I um, went to college night, so the girl gets up on the stage and she starts singing. They're like worshiping and stuff. And then um, she like got down on her knees. And she started like like kind of breaking down a little bit, like crying a little bit. And she was just like, I came in here with a bunch of, you know, anxiety and all this stuff. And she was like, I'm not just up here putting on a show. Like I have, you know, we have our own struggles too, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, okay, you know. And then she said, um, everything that I have... I've left at the door, and I need you to do the same. And like when you leave, it, it needs to be gone. Mm-hmm. And like you need to leave it, leave it at the like go.
0: And I was like praying that for you. I was praying so hard the whole time <laughs> because like during this time, it even caused like problems in our friendship in a way. Yeah, you know, and it was
1: just like, cause she didn't want me. She was just like, what are you doing? But like, she had to figure it out for yourself. Yeah, and I'll I'll talk about that in a minute because but I it's remember, really like, deep. That moment, like when
0: there's during worship, I was like, I hope that this, like, gives her, like, yeah. the courage to, like, be done.
1: Yeah, like, and I really wanted to send the message. I knew I didn't want to be with him. And I, um. anyway, so she was like, whatever it is, you need to leave it at the door right now. And I was just like, oh, shoot, she's talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure, like... She was talking to others as well, but like I was definitely one of those people where God mm. was like re- trying to reach me, like leave They're it, there. bro, leave it. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Give I'm me gonna. An option right now. It was like him, me, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'm telling you, he's not, he's not anything to you right now. It's me. Mm-hmm. This isn't about your feelings, and so I picked up my phone and I was about to send it. And then she started singing. She started, I've never heard this song before, but she started singing uh, First Love by Carrie Joby. Yeah, um but it's one of my favorite worship songs. But she, she started singing this and I never heard it. And it was just like, You're still my first love. You're mm-hmm. still my only one or whatever. And, like, there's a table just for you and me or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like the lyrics, I was just like, God freaking hearing you what do I do right now like and I was just like you know I'm not I don't like crying and so I was like turning to the side like wiping my teeth (laughs) like so you wouldn't see me (laughs) yeah I was just like I know God like I see you like I need to do this and so I was like screw it like I'm gonna do it and I didn't but we got up after that and it was just like a a moment of like okay what I can what God can give me is actually this is my first love this Mm -hmm. it's not just because in my head a little bit it was like but he's my first love you know Mm -hmm. no he's not and it was kind of like God saying "Mm -mm." it was God saying I am going to show you and have shown you what true love is and I'm going to continue to show you and what he's giving you is not and so I'm going to need you to do that I'm going to need you to go ahead and cut that off because I have things that I want to do and so um we were eating afterwards um at the church um, turkey and stuff for turkey day mm-hmm. and um he texted me he was blowing up my phone about something that had happened to him at work I don't know he was arguing with, with me and <laughs> he didn't want to work that's not important never mind but he um <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so I s- s- kind of called him out a little bit on what he was doing and he said some hateful things that I'm used to and <laughs> that I was used to at the time and um I was just like hey you know what actually I didn't even have to send my message. I was just like, don't ever contact me again because I'm not dealing with this. It was like a, a moment. It was like an out God gave me a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he would have done that anyway. He would have acted that way anyway, but it was just kind of like a an out for me, and it was easy, and it mm-hmm. was just like after that. I was like, Yo, we're having a good day, and then you no. sent this message. It was like, no. right now, be done. Yeah, and so I was done, and ever since then... I've been done, and um, I've never been single in my life, except for when I was, like, zero to 13. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I've been single for, like, a year and a half now, and it, you know, gets hard sometimes. Me and Bella (laughs) talk about it. We watch Dear John way too much and, you know, The Notebook sometimes. But, you know, the things that I wouldn't have ever done before being in that relationship and being friends with the people in the headspace that I was in – I would never be doing today in the confidence of what the Lord gives me because yeah. I I don't have my own confidence. It's not like that. I only have confidence because I know who God says exactly. that I am. God and confidence. yeah, I promise. But um, the manipulated, manipulating. I can't mm. speak. Literally, any kind of abuse, any kind of you know, physical, mental you know, verbal, whatever, abuse that you could be experiencing, don't let them manipulate you into staying with them. Because like Sadie said, her ex-boyfriend came to her and was like, I used you as my God in my life. And you can't live up to the expectations that God can. I was putting that expectation on you. And then Another thing is you don't need to hate, if you're in this situation, you don't need to hate that person for what he's doing to you because God also revealed to me, and I don't remember how or when, but I had this realization that the only reason that that boy was doing those things to me and was treating me the way that he was treating me was because it was Satan working through him in my life. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason I can forgive so easily now is because I know who the real enemy is Mm -hmm. and that Satan, without him knowing, was working in my life through him. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure in some ways in mine to his, you know, Um, I wasn't, you know, perfect by any means. I had my own problems and me and him together were not good. We were both toxic. I mean, I would get mad at, over girls too. I, like I said, we would talk horrible about these girls. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We would fight girls downtown and stuff. Literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah. Like literally though, yeah. like I was insecure. It was all mm. just a reflection of insecurity on my life. And like when I got to realize after reading this book and after God just revealing stuff to me, it was like I realized that drinking, drugs sex, a person, anything like that. Like I said, Satan shows up in the form of light Mm -hmm. and, you know, disguises himself as God to be like, hey, like, look at me, like, you want to do this. Like, that's why music sounds so fun today. That's why euphoria glamorizes drugs. That's why, you know, all this stuff, it's Satan working. Satan is literally roaming the earth right now in relationships and shows Mm -hmm. and music and alcohol drugs like I was saying Preach it. you're doing so yeah great. <laughs> thanks <laughs> but yeah it's true and if you're experiencing something like this then there's a way out and I didn't think that there was a way out and there's one more thing that I want to share <laughs> I remember when I was five years old this little girl came up to me and she said she and I this is so weird because of what Sadie preached at Passion. Mm -hmm. And I've had this experience twice in my life where it's bothered me. And I had no idea why it bothered me. I was five and this little girl comes up to me. And I mean, she was actually a little bit older than I was, but Mm -hmm. looking back at it, she was probably like 10 years old. Mm -hmm. And she was like, "Um, who are you? And I was like, I didn't even know if I should say my name. I didn't know mm-hmm. if I should be like, oh, I'm in fifth grade or I'm, I'm five. I'm in whatever. Kindergarten. Kinderg- yeah, that. Kindergarten mm-hmm. or whatever. And, um, you know, it bothered me. Like, as a five-year-old, I was literally bothered by this question and I had no idea why. Mm-hmm. And then I had another thing in the, another instance in high school where somebody asked me the same question. And I was just like me back to when I was five and I was like why do I not know that why can't I just say I'm Laurel like what's wrong with me you know Mm -hmm. and then they were like who or who are you like it was just like a simple like they weren't like being rude to me they were just like who are you you Mm -hmm. know like what's your name and I was just like I'm Laurel but I was like uneasy about this question and then Sadie at Passion which it actually didn't even hit me until last night I think God kept me up till 3 30 in the morning last night for (laughs) a reason um because I've had trouble <laughs> coming up with words to say on this podcast about this. But and it's paid off. Like, this was amazing. Thanks. <laughs> but he, Sadie's, if you were there, if you've listened to it, she was basically talking about identity and, like, mm-hmm. who we are and, like, all this different stuff. And she was, like, she said she posted on her Instagram, like, what do you identif- identify with or whatever. And, you know, some people will be like, my job, my my sport my husband my whatever you know and some people be like who god says i am yeah and um i just like now realize why these questions were like because i didn't know who i was Mm -hmm. you know even as a five-year-old it's weird how god works Mm -hmm. like and how i even like faith yeah and like even remembered this or this instance that Mm -hmm. happened to me like somebody asking like who are you bothering me so much Mm -hmm. and now like when Sadie asked that I was just like because before passion I was just kind of like following Jesus of course but I was just kind of like with family stuff and all kinds of stuff going on right now it's just like we live by faith and not by sight and I Mm -hmm. and passion really reminded me of that and I was just like you know just because of all this I'm still not the same person I used to be I'm who God says I am and now that I know that answer it's like it explains so much in my life it's Mm -hmm. like oh like I actually can do it because God placed it there in my life and not because he said I couldn't my boyfriend said I couldn't do it or these friendships were bringing me down saying Mm -hmm. girl that don't look good on you which was actually said to me um or you know you're this, or like I'm better, or try, you know oh, what I mean. in the enemies
0: attacks like through
1: people's insecurities. And yeah, Satan working, mm-hmm. people attacking you is Satan working. Like I said, in other people without them knowing it, to get to affect you the most he can, and he's using you in that way too. And he's attacking them. Through yeah, that. yeah, yeah, and it's it's real, and it's. For real. And so, yeah, if you're going through that, just know, truly, there's a way out. I don't just post stuff on Instagram because I think it's cute and I'm a Jesus freak, whatever. It's not like that. It's because the world's deep the and the world's dark, yeah, and it's Satan's real. And there's a spiritual world out there that, like, completely blinds you. Mm-hmm. And it's meant to blind you. That's what he's that's what he, he loves to do. He likes to blind you and make sure that you don't even know that there is light on the other side exactly. of this. So that relationship you're in, or if you're holding on to drugs, if you're holding on to sex, if you're holding on to anything, whatever it is, you know what it is that you're holding on to. I, When I rehearsed this a thousand times in my shower this morning and last night at 3 a.m., <laughs> um, I wanted to say this because, um, like I was saying about the whole, um, like, you know, finding confidence in yourself or whatever, um, It's on, it's not only because... Like, of course, it's because who God says we are and stuff. And, like, you know, we have confidence in who God calls us to be and who who God, why God made us. Like, God literally made one of you because the world needed you. Mm-hmm. He knew that. And the, the world needed one of me. <laughs> so he made me. Mm-hmm. And so when I realized that he loved me so much that I was actually worth dying for, that when... I mean, I've always known, like, oh, Jesus died on the cross for our sins, you know? And then I put it into, like, I watched Passion, mm-hmm. the Passion of Christ. And I couldn't even, I need to watch the whole thing because it's what he did for us. But it's, like, the reason that he did that was so we wouldn't have to pay the price ourselves. He lived, a, came down here, lived a perfect life, and then took the biggest... he was the biggest best sacrifice because Mm -hmm. of him living a perfect life for because he was thinking of me up there Exactly. and I've I I never like in all those years that I was going through all that stuff and like you were going through all that stuff and it was the only reason that we came out of it was because Jesus died on that cross for us Mm -hmm. because because and even though we didn't think that we were like worthy we were an outcast we were all this stuff it's like we were actually worth dying for in the eyes of the creator of the universe so it's just crazy and i wanted you to know that you are worth dying for and mm-hmm. he did die for you and that is the Your purest on his mind <laughs> yeah the purest form of love mm-hmm. that ever like jesus is not like it's like how people think the church has done a horrible job of distorting is that the word? Distorting him. Mm-hmm. And making him seem like this rule maker, this rule follower, this, oh, I'm going to damn you to hell if you drink alcohol or if you're gay or if you're this or if you're that. No. Like, he gives us the desires of our heart. Yeah. And if our heart isn't him,
0: that's why we get other things. Yeah. It's only ourself that's making the decision.
1: Yeah. Because of free will. Mm-hmm. And he gives us free will because he doesn't want to be, I know we've said this before, yeah. and worshiped by robots. Exactly. He wants it to be a real relationship with real love and he is what is the verse? He's gentle, he's kind, he's not prideful. He comes to you in full gentleness and Mm -hmm. his intentions are to fully fix you and redeem you and you are worth dying for. So love you
0: exactly where you
1: are. Ear. Yay. Okay. Love that. You can add that as a
0: blooper if you want. No, I loved it. It was so good. God uses you in so many ways.